From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Why are so many women falling prey to fairy tales? And I'm talking about fairy tales with really bad endings. Let's talk about Tinder Swindler. Now, this is a film that just hit Netflix about two weeks ago, and it's a documentary that tells of a crazed but true story of a man who poses as Simon Levive. And this guy declares that he's the son of a diamond magnet on the dating site Tinder. Now, Dr. Bregman, I know you watched this film the other night, and it brings up so many questions. Well, look, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me is fairy tales. We're all familiar with, uh, you know, the damsel in distress, Cinderella. Some women are very much affected, and men too, in another way, by uh, fairy tales. You know, damsel in distress, this is the wealthy prince in the castle that's going to save them. That's who Simon posed to be. So under his false identity, so Simon would charm these women and persuade them to loan him money. I'm talking lots of money. He swindled many women out of $10 million. These are women from across the globe to fund this lavish lifestyle of his. And this film really featured three women in particular who came forward to tell their stories of how they were swindled. So, Dr. B, I just I watched this and it's really hard to believe. But I guess these things really do happen. Right. Yeah. You know, Linda, this is under the realm legally of a confidence fraud. Okay, it's romantic confidence fraud. We're all susceptible to confidence frauds. You know, we got the bank things and this. We're all bombarded, you know, with that. So this is a variant of a confidence fraud legally. So basically, you know, this this man in the in the movie, you know, was a superb con man, okay? And he would con the women and knew about their underlying fantasies. And this is where we kind of get into what type of women might be more susceptible, you know, to, to this than others. Generally, a, a lot of the women who were born after the 50s or during the 50s were very much affected by fairy tales. And you could see, you know, the little girl with dad, you know, talking about Cinderella. And then we get into whole Oedipal issues, which are developmental issues, you know, with women and men. And what happens there with the, on the women's side is they want to get rid of mom and they want to marry dad. Some of that, that Oedipal issue is built into the fantasy of you know, women who have trouble with negotiating you know, that particular developmental stage. Now, I get that, okay? And that's really deep, Freudian and all of that. But, you know, here's what gets me. You know, these dating sites that people put up, these fake identities, they go to such an extreme degree that women are not seeing through this. I mean, come on. You've got pictures of this Simon guy posing on a yacht in a helicopter or leaning against the hood of a Rolls Royce that inspires some women to think, oh, he looks nice. 
rather than, hello, this is clearly fake. I mean, who are these women? Why are they drawn to that? To the point where, come on, if it looks too good, there's something wrong, you know, fake, 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 fake. Okay. Now, I think, you know, we have to be uh, uh, sensitive to certain types of subsets of women. Now, women who are prone to be more histrionic, uh, who are more uh, overly superficial, dramatic, they are much more prone to being consumed by a, an individual like this. And I think it's a very primitive part of, of people. And women who have friends like this can't believe this. And how could, they, can't, how could they be doing this? Because they have no idea of some of the underlying psychopathology here. And that these women really grew up and they believe in this fantasy about like Cinderella, that somebody's going to save them. And maybe they're more vulnerable now. They've lost people or things have happened to them. They're very vulnerable. And they, they could be taken over by this fraud. Okay, so I just want to throw this out there. Okay, this not only happens to women, it happens to men too. But for the purpose of our podcast today, talking about this particular film, uh, we're going to talk more about women. We'll get to the men later in a later podcast. And I also have to say, I know I've never been swindled, but I've made bad dating decisions. But to get into like this one woman, the Norwegian woman in this film, Cecily, to be swindled out of hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So I did some research, and, and this happens to women of many races, of many religions, uh, in all economic groups. That, you know, this is just not happening to certain women in certain countries. But one thing Cecily says in the film that just, oh my gosh, if I've heard this from one friend, I've heard it from many who after they've been swindled or or just greatly disappointed by someone they don't really know, they always say this classic line, but I felt he knew me. How does the woman say that after only knowing this person for a short period of time? Well, you know, that's really uh, what we're talking about here. You know, these women are very vulnerable. Okay. And I think we need to arm the women. One of the things we do here in our podcast is we just raise awareness of issues like this confidence forward stuff with romance. So a woman's on Tinder. She sees a Simon type of guy, good looking, great car, great house, great lifestyle. She's thinking, I want to be on, you know, his arm. And she's buying into the whole fantasy. What do you tell that woman before okay. she gets involved? Linda, usually they are involved, especially when I see them. But if they're thinking about getting involved, this is what I want to do to raise awareness for the, the, the women. Okay, and we could talk about men another time. And this is like the modus operandi of how these con artists work. Okay, they find you on the dating site. Okay, then they immediately want to move you away from the dating site because they don't want the dating site to see what they're doing about taking your money. Okay. So number one sign, oh, let's not do the social media. We'll get on to, you know, texting and stuff like that. Okay. Then they really get involved in you personally. 
Uh, okay. And, but not themselves, but they get involved in what's going on with you personally. And, you know, in my practice, what I find is, you know, any patients who are divulging too much information too quickly, there's something wrong. Okay. So we want to uh, highlight the idea about personal information. And then this is really key. They want to bond real quickly. Like they call you pet names, like, Hey honey, or sweetie. And, and, and they never want to meet you personally. If you really look at it, all the pictures of Photoshop, there's always excuses. And then the main thing here, they, have, they always start asking for money. If people uh, you know, want to think about uh, things going on or how to conduct themselves, these signs would help them. Good signs. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that they do meet them. It's it's funny how you never meet their mother or father, sister, brother or good friends. It's it's that's to me a warning sign, too. But speaking of good friends or relatives, in my opinion, one thing is as much as you're thinking with your heart, start thinking with your head. And maybe if it's too good to be true. Why not ask a trusted, smart friend like, hmm, I just met this guy. I really like him. But I don't know. What do you think about this? So if you do have a girlfriend, you know, who's going down the bad con man path and who, who trusts you, I think this is my opinion, is watch how you speak to her because she is vulnerable and be very sensitive to her. And relate to her. I think relatability is really important here. And maybe even give an anecdote of, you know, this almost happened to me. So that you kind of make the playing field very level. And you're not coming across as holier than thou. And therefore, I think there's going to be this girl who's coming to you will be more receptive to your good advice. In other words, don't be isolated. Talk to your friends. This is how you protect yourself. The way you do it is uh, there's no personal information, uh, okay? Uh, you don't give them money, okay? If they ask for money, that's a warning sign. You don't get on webcams with people you don't know because then you can get access to all your cameras. And then uh, trust your initial reaction. Uh, remember, if it's too good to be true, it, it might not be true. And you know, Linda, I want to leave everybody uh, with this. In my practice, a child psychiatrist, I had to deal with a lot of this about fairy tales. What I saw early on, and there was psychologists who were proponents of this, is they wanted to rewrite the fairy tales, the end. Instead of we lived happily ever after, they wanted them written as we live for the end of our days, but it didn't say how we lived. So in other words, we, we need to take a look at the fairy tales that we're saying to kids. And maybe we, we need to substitute instead of happily ever after, they live for the rest of their days, like Cinderella, but they don't say how they live. Now that's much more reality-based. That's how you know adult people conduct their lives. Yeah, maybe put it at the very end, you know, like in an asterisk note. And remember, girls, use your head and not just your heart. Well said, Linda. Okay. All right. Everybody take care. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now. From Bregman, M.D., 
You've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.